This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome to today's OBR Film Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We have a fantastic episode coming up dealing with Madden player ratings, the hot-button topic that happens this time of year as Madden releases their full player ratings, and uh, and everyone loses their collective minds. So we're excited to have Andre Weingarten, who is uh, EA Sports Madden Associate Franchise Designer and Ratings Adjuster, the all-important ratings adjuster. We're going to have him on here in just a little bit to talk all about the Browns and all about the process, which is really interesting for, you know, the ratings adjusters, how these guys go about, you know, pegging these players' ratings and and finding formulas that work for how guys produce, but also what the film looks like. So we're going to dive into all of that with Andre. The Browns come back this week, and uh, quarterbacks and rookies are are rolling back in, and uh, the whole team will be there this week. We've only seen a few players, and of note, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, who have been put on the injured COVID-19 list. I am not sure. We saw Caleb Brantley opt out of the season, the first player to take the $350,000 opt-out. Uh, I'm not sure if we will see more guys take that, but as, if you're a fringe roster player, it's an interesting thing that you can do is take that $350 flat money and uh, and sit out the season instead of maybe perhaps even being cut and not making a roster, not making a practice squad, not making any money. So, you never know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how many guys go that route. You know, if it's if it seems like it's a health concern thing, or if it's a player who's a French player who you think, um, you know, might just be collecting money. Which all the power to him. It was negotiated for that reason. Players can do that, and they should do that. So 
Um, yeah, it's an interesting little anecdote to pay attention to. And it looks like the Browns protocols and procedures for COVID-19 were approved by the NFL. So we should be rocking and rolling. I'm not sure what type of media coverage we'll be able to give even the entire, you know, Browns uh, media network at all of the different affiliates. I'm not sure what people will be permitted on onto the Browns facility in Berea. We don't really know yet. We don't have a clear picture. We will keep you in the loop here at the OBR when we when we figure out the answer to all of that stuff. But, you know, until then, we're going to keep looking ahead. Uh, we're going to not react to the NFL 100 list, which is absolutely atrocious. We're going to ignore that and move on to the other hot-button topic, which is, uh, you know, which is the, the idea of, of Madden ratings and all of that stuff as Madden 21 comes out in, in August. So uh, late August, I believe. Before we get to Andre, though, we're going to talk about Deal Dash and what they have going on with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you've never heard of DealDash.com, it's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Yeah, automobiles. Crazy. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. So listen, if you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners to the OBR Film Breakdown Podcast an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other fantastic discounts. So go to DealDash.com and use the offer code BREAKDOWN. Traditional spelling, all one word, B-R-E-A-K-D-O-W-N. Make sure you go there using that promo code at DealDash.FM, using that promo code BREAKDOWN. Take advantage of the great offer going on at DealDash. Now over to our guest, Andre Weingarten, and let's talk some Madden ratings. So Andre, man, I'm excited to have you here. I think it's it's a fun time of year, even with the uncertainty and the weirdness that has been 2020. Madden has again provided us, I think, with a really nice distraction. And uh, and going into the year, the big topic is always ratings. Like I don't, man, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've been living in a cave, but I just don't remember it being a huge deal five years ago where people are like coming at you on social media. <laughs> is that new, or has it always been that way? I would say it has continued to grow each and every year. I think because not only are we putting ourselves in the light a bit more than previous regimes have, our process has become a lot more transparent. Yeah. So uh, we interact with players. We do marketing things with players, with teams, et cetera. So we're kind of in, in the consumer's face a little bit more, which makes us also easier to when they want their favorite players to be higher. And I think that's, it, it comes with the territory, right? It, it was part of the, we, we signed up for that. And it, it definitely has grown over time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm well, like, the, it used to be, I get what you're saying. So you used to be less, less public figures in terms of people didn't know who was doing it. They would just say, man, but now it's like, I know Andre from Twitter and I can really, I can directly comment to him and tag him in it, and that's uh, it's yep. good. It's really good. I mean, I think that people just have to understand that. Well, let me ask you this: this kind of piggybacks with that. Are you guys doing these ratings? Are they more? I know you can't spill too much here, but like, is it a mixture of production numbers and your eyeballs watching the players? Um, like, you know, because people will, you know, a player does this during the season, and then you'll have these debates in the off season or whatever, where people are like. 
you know, I watched them, and those numbers are kind of fluky. Like, is it? Do you guys try to kind of find that middle ground between film study and what they produced? Um, I think you kind of have to, but the the film study is the predominant area of focus. Um, I think one of the things that just needs to be get a, gotten across in general is we don't really do projections mm -hmm. because it's far too subjective. Um, you know, you can feel confident in somebody breaking out without overreacting and then having to backpedal if they don't. Uh, so we kind of, we evaluate them based on what we see and who they are at the time of the game coming out. And we have players, like we have a list of players that we are looking forward to seeing what they can do either in a second season or they ended the year really hot and we want to see them just start the year at the same pace, you know, see if teams have figured them out or if they're continuing to dominate. But overall, it really is the film study first and foremost. So if production is hollow, we will know and we will not overreact to it. But if you see best on best, and you see guys just absolutely dominating elite competition, we take notice and that means a lot more to us. So to answer your question, production doesn't mean as much as the film yeah. for the same reason that if a guy is producing or he's performing on film and he's not producing numbers because he is just so disruptive, right? You know, double team, triple teamed, whatever it may be, we're not going to dock him. We'll see that and he will get his recognition from us. Yeah, it's fascinating. You talked about projections and some of those things and how those can be really challenging because, you know, you're you're still, you know, you're still fans, right? Like at the end of the day, yeah. you guys are doing fantastic stuff for Madden, but at the end of the day, you're also like just people watching film and making conclusions based off what you're watching, much like any scout or or uh, or coach or anybody is doing in that regard. But like, um, you know, I remember last year you and I having some conversations about. Uh, you know, I played the game and, and uh, I really liked it in the demo and all of that. And you said yep. you were excited about what Baker, you know, when Baker got better, what he would unlock. So, like, uh, some of that stuff's a challenge because you don't know where these guys are going to go. And it's like, I'm looking at this year's roster and I'm, I'm curious, you know, Baker had a rough second year. But, like, you know, yep. and, and Baker aside, you can chat on him too. But, like, which guys on this roster uh, do you feel maybe – the you know maybe you could the projection might have been a little bit low or a little bit on the safer side and which guys do you feel like you're really excited about for the Browns roster heading into uh into a really important season? I, I just want to clarify that first point: projections from last year or our projections for this year? Uh, th this year, for certainly. Okay. I, I know that there's like some of that stuff last year, maybe where you're projecting Baker at the beginning of the year to have this fantastic year. I think all of us were, right? And then yeah. it kind of struggles a little bit. So, you know, going into this year, I think there's some excitement probably around a couple guys. And, and uh, I was curious yeah. who you guys maybe thought had, had uh, you know, in your eyes ahead of this whole thing, uh, a little bit of a jump start. Yeah. Um, I think the, the obvious one is I would say that Miles Garrett is going to just be absurd this season i think he's going to if if he is on the field for the full season i think he could end up threatening for a 99 club spot I, he's that good um you know he's so young he's so talented i'm i'm really excited to see how he continues growing but outside of that i'd say kareem hunt watching him in a full season in that offense i mean people don't like really talking about it but he might have outperformed Nick Chubb in the second half of the season, and Chubb was an, a top-five runner in that time period as well. So it's kind of like both of them are so incredibly talented. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's more well-rounded, 
because he's the receiving threat, he's the pass blocking threat, etc. But I think that two headed monster is going to be absolutely devastating this upcoming season with both of them playing. So that's who I'm really excited for. Um, on the on the defensive side, it's it's tough, right? The defense has its has its lumps. I'm I'm interested to see how quickly Grant Delpit transitions to the pro game mm-hmm. because he obviously has issues with being over aggressive in his pursuit angles. He he likes to lay the wood, but he just does not wrap up well enough yet, and that specifically is holding his overall down quite a bit. Um, I I did some tests, and if he had even like bottom third, like 33rd percentile tackling instead of like fifth percentile tackling, he would be like a 74 overall. So it's, it's literally that, um, I think he has all of the athleticism in the world and talent to be able to man up tight ends in the slot in a Mm -hmm. big nickel package. If you want to have him just roaming around with his range, I think we're going to see a lot more of 2018 Grant Delpit than 2019 while he was obviously playing injured, but his his skill set is one that can be a very good matchup piece if he's used correctly, and I think they will. So yeah. that's a player that I'm very excited to see in action. Uh, but it's hard to project rookies in general, right? They're just, especially in this off season. We are going to interrupt this podcast to talk about our presenting sponsor, Bet Online. You know I talk about them all the time. Sports are coming back. BetOnline.ag. Big things going on. You can wager on the NBA, the MLB, the NFL right around the corner. Make sure you're getting in there. BetOnline recently sat down with former pro players Eddie George, for you Buckeye fans, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Make sure you're checking that out by visiting betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE by going to betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculously challenging. And I know that you and I have had discourse on some players in the draft leading up to it, just some DMs back and forth. And and I don't think people know that. You're talking about rookies, you're talking about Delpit, and while while people project rookies all the time, like the Browns taking Delpit and this is what they think he can become, you guys can't do that. So while yeah. Delpit likely becomes a better, more consistent tackler in the NFL because he's probably tired of some of those you know dogmatic things that people say about it, but but his production is also like a thing, like the 35 or whatever it was missed tackles over the last two years is – is something that you can't ignore in film, so you have to grade it and you have to put it there. Now, if he changes it in the first year, great, fantastic. You can update that pretty yep. quickly. But you do the film work. Like, that's the big thing I want you to talk about is, like, I know you're heavily involved in certain positions yes. of, of rookie scouting and, and grading. Like, you're going into it, like, you're grading these rookies as if you were working for the Browns and trying to grade these guys as prospects, right? Like, you're really digging yeah. into several games to try to process these grades, right? Oh, absolutely. Um our film study process is very extensive. I think the the big area that we miss out relative to scouts is obviously we don't have the face to face with the players um, or with their coaching staffs. Right. Yeah. I think that's that's the one layer that we miss. But when it comes to being on the outside looking in, we we t- handle things in a very deep manner. Um, I'll, I'll use Delpit, for example. So I do all defense, uh, special teams and offensive line scouting. So both for NFL and for college. So let's use Delpit. I watched probably seven of his games uh, from 
between 2018 and 20, uh, 2019, plus I watched every single missed tackle and every single target that he had, and then every splash play, basically. Mm. So I went through the whole gamut of basically every impactful play, positive or negative, that he had on the season uh, from both years to try and get a full picture of who is he, who was he, and what will he be. So one of the things that's always worth noting when it comes to LSU guys is that they're told to play as fast as possible, to rally as quickly as possible, and to swarm, right? You saw it with Devin White in college. You've seen it with a bunch of different players that they have tackling woes in college. You know, some guys clean it up. Some guys don't. Quan Alexander really has never cleaned it up. But it's the way that they're coached throughout college. So is it possible that he can improve in that area? Absolutely. But, you know, it, it's all context, right? We can only base it on what we're seeing, even though we know that he wasn't as good when he was hurt. I was able to go back and see him when he was healthier, and I saw a, a better player. So, you know, we go through as many different things like that as possible. I personally love watching guys against the best competition, so I'll watch pretty much every big game that they have. Um, obviously, we can't do that for every single player, but for guys in the first four or five rounds, I'll go seven, eight games deep for some and I'll definitely watch the key plays to try and do that. And that that amounts to, I mean, between Dustin and myself, about 1,200 hours of college scouting this year. Yeah, it's not. It's certainly not something that's whimsical. I think that's something I wanted to get across on this podcast is it's not like throwing a dart at a dartboard and saying, eh, that sounds about right. No, like it's quantitative. Like you're taking yeah. the time to, to, uh, to look at these players and what they do well, what they don't do well, plugging them into what you're – you know what your rating system thresholds are and then you you go from there and it usually comes out pretty fair and if it doesn't and you see somebody dominating or struggling right away that's the beauty of in in season updates is you can yes you can edit those plays it used to be you know all those years ago where you just used to release the game and wash your hands of it that's not the case anymore so that's that's beneficial really nice well before we go um yeah i, w- I want to give you a chance man like to talk about what's new on this year's edition that the that, that fans should uh should be excited about and anything in the future you're excited about. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm, I'm going to stick with gameplay because there's some really fun things with gameplay this year that I'm really excited about. Uh, the first one is the change of direction rating that it's a brand new rating and it was something that I'm sure it was kicked around a bit, but I've been pushing for it very heavily since I started working here. Um, uh, basically we separated out what agility and change of direction do. So agility is your turn rate in general, right, uh, up to a certain point. So how quickly are you able to turn just you know, maybe up to maybe 45 degrees? And, you know, that, that's your wiggle. That's your wiggle room, et cetera. Change of direction is your uh, deacceleration rate and your ability to reaccelerate when changing directions above 45 degrees. Oh, wow. So the higher your change of direction, the less, uh, the, the wider your range of degrees that you can turn without taking drastic steps. So a 99 change of direction might be able to take a drastic turn up to about maybe 90 degrees without having to take a full gather step. But a 45 might have to go at 45 degrees where they're really taking a full step plant and drive. So by doing that, it kind of neutralizes how effective pure speed is. As, as you know, speed has been, speed has killed throughout all of basically Madden history. Sure. Um, it still is valuable, don't get me wrong, but without change of direction, it becomes a lot less impactful just like in real life. I think Brashad Perriman is your perfect example coming out of college. 
he was just a straight line athlete and you know having that gear down and that ability to kind of you know drop your weight and, and cut was not a strength of his so if you are just a straight line guy you're going to feel very different than a Tyreek Hill so that's the first one and the second is our new pass rush system it is really really fun so whether you're a power or finesse rusher you have a certain amount of pass rush moves that you can use on a single play and the way that is set up is it's listed as bars above your player's head and it's tied to what their pass rush rating is each player on the offensive line has resistance bars to the left and to the right based on their pass block ratings so let's say you are a a speed rusher right Let, uh, you know let's use miles garrett as the example power rusher so you can have an inside rip move you can have a bull rush you could have a a speed rush to the outside or you can have an outside rip move or maybe one other and basically if you win a rep with a move to one of those directions the offensive lineman builds a resistance bar because now they have recognized that they just lost to that side which means mm. it'll be tougher for them to be beat to that side for for x amount of time so in that case you might want to counter inside so you can, on top of that, you can also chain moves together. So in the past, it was just, you know, the X button or the square button or the A button, whatever it was, depending on your console, and you just did a move. Now you can do pre-engaged moves or engaged moves, and you can use up to as many pass rush moves as you have on a rep. So I actually got a, I was playing two days ago as the, was the, the the Eagles? I was playing as the Eagles. I was testing some cap things, and I was facing off against Morgan Moses as Derek Barnett, and I had been setting him up with an outside rush for maybe a quarter, and then big third down situation in the red zone. I went outside and I engaged and I did an arm over inside swim move, blew right past him and got a sack on Dwayne Haskins, and that ended their drive. So it was one of the most gratifying feelings I've had <laughs> because it's all it's all controlled on the right stick now. You have total yeah. agency. It's a totally new way to do it, but it is so incredibly fun. Um, and it might be the best way to play defense this year. Yeah, I think that people have for, for what, 20, 30, you know, 25 years now probably always been like a Mike linebacker or a free safety and just kind of roamed and lurked in the secondary and tried to make plays. Yep. But now, now it kind of changes the way you can play the game, which is – which is unique, man. That you can you can be a defensive lineman and really learn and understand defensive line moves. You know, swim, bull rush, rip, rip club, and all that stuff. So that's that's cool. Yep. That's fascinating. And and um, you know, as, as as edge rushers and even interior rushers are starting to make big money, it really shows you the importance of those guys. So that's a lot of fun. I hope fans like that. They'll obviously get to do that with Miles and a lot of different moves. And then um, you know, you mentioned the the unique and really really real life like. A change of direction stuff. I'm sure Odell yep. will be a ton of fun with that. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, very unique, much so. Uh, yeah, man, this is this is fantastic stuff, Andre. Man, I really appreciate it, guys. And um, you know, make sure you're 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 easing up on him a little bit, man. The guy is he's not punishing any of your favorite players. He's he's working his butt off, and uh, and uh, you know, Madden's constantly evolving as they're going into the next next gen of systems, and it should just continue to get better and better. So, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you joining me. It is absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys, huge shout-out to Andre taking some time for us. Make sure you take some time to join us at the OBR. Make sure you take some time to uh, to review this podcast on iTunes. We always appreciate that love and support. And uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, 
Make sure you're checking out the OBR, all we got going on there. Until next time, go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.